moving from the unreal to the real. What does this mean? We all hear things like life is an illusion, time is an illusion, you are an illusion. What's meant by that really? Because when we look into it, probably part of us wants to say, but, but no, you know, I have a past, it really happened, and that's real. So what could it mean to say that that's not real? Or any of these other, other statements, including very old and ancient ones, ancient prayers, asking to be led from the unreal to the real. Well, these are not as hard to understand as it may seem at first. So let's look into that today. Welcome to I Should Be Meditating with Alan Klima. The podcast for meditators who want to stay connected to meditation, not lose it to busyness and distraction, and find a constant stream of positive influence to stick with a mindful life. Welcome, everyone. So moving from the unreal to the real. Maybe the first thing that we should look at in relation to that is the this word real. Because actually when, when we're using that word real ordinarily, in ordinary speech, you know, our sense of what that's referring to is things like, it's like time and the schedule and our personal history and the world's history and physics and chemistry and all the different ideas that we have that make sense of our world, that coordinate our world, that that word real, it belongs to that. It belongs to that world, to that realm of everything that's happening, that we're noticing, that we're seeing, touching, tasting, all those things. So it can be kind of confusing. Because how are we going to use this word real to refer to something that's, that's not that? And then what's worse, it's calling all that stuff unreal, the unreal. So maybe the first thing that we can do is take a step back and, and not uh, put too much emphasis on this word word unreal and real. The real purpose of using such words like that is actually to make it actually be, the point is for it to be the opposite, the opposite of what we think, to go against the grain. Because real, what we know is real and how we're using that word real is all about kind of coordinating our reality with other people and verifying things and and all the knowledge that we've stored up about how the world works. So that's what real really means. So we can, we can try and grasp this totally opposite way of using those words, or we can just lay that aside for a while, because it can be confusing, and it can cause us to just say, no, 
you know, even if we're open and willing, it can cause us to say, no, that that's, doesn't make any sense. So I'm not going to go that, I'm not going to look in that direction because it doesn't make any sense. When, like I'm saying, the purpose was to not make any sense in the first place, to go against the common sense. But we don't need to do that. We don't need to do that right away. First, first let's see the sense in it. And not in the words, but, but what it's pointing to. So we don't need to think of it in real, ultimate terms. Like everything that seems real about the world and my life is an illusion. And there's some other kind of mystical reality, clear seeing or something. I don't know what it is, but I'll get there someday. Or I'll try to get there someday, but I'll never get there someday. All those kinds of thoughts. Leaving those aside and and I want to give you something really tangible, uh, really relatable, really understandable, so that you can understand the movement that those statements are trying to, to point to. And this movement is one you totally can understand, you can totally relate to, and is uh, very much a part of your experience. So the words move from the unreal to the real. We don't need to think about them in such ultimate black and white stark terms, but just, but just maybe see what is that shift? What is that shift or that shifting like? And that is something that's accessible, something that you already know. So here's the example uh, that will really clear this up for you. Sometimes we become a person in a story. And everything that's happening inside that story and everything we are is crystal clear. And we know what is what, what is right and wrong, and we act on it. Like, for instance, this story. I've been listening to my boyfriend complaining about life and talking about his problems day after day for the last six months. And now when you finally have a problem, he's not interested, doesn't want to listen. You get in a fight and before you know it, you're wielding a flaming sword of righteousness, saying those things that you know it's going to hurt. and uh, But in the moment, it feels so right. He's been laying this on you for the last six months and just want one little moment for him to pay attention to you. So you're swinging your flaming sword of righteousness or it could be any, any kind of situation. They're all the same. It's that there's a, there's a story that takes place in time and there's an idea of who we are and who the other person is and how it all adds up. And after that adding up of the whole situation is done, it just feels so right and makes so much sense to do or say certain things. 
And then a few minutes later, it doesn't feel right. Uh, those weren't the right things. We shouldn't have done that. And we come back. We come. There's a feeling of coming back to ourselves, like we're coming out of a, out of a dream. Like we were a dream character, in a dream situation, doing dream actions, and everything that felt so real, so right, so clear before, now feels so wrong. And we all know this shifting. We know it in moments of anger is kind of one of the easiest uh, examples because the anger moment is full of such certainty, such clarity, and then, you know, just quickly it shifts back. So in these anger moments, we can really see this coming out of it, coming out of it and into ourselves. And then we feel like we're, we're more ourselves than we were before. So we know this shifting. We know this shifting as, as moving from something that's unreal to something more real. And it may or may be true, you know, in a certain sense that elements of the story are true or not true real or not real, in the ordinary way we mean real. But that's not the point. The point of the shifting from the unreal to the real is really in this immediate sense of coming into ourselves, coming into sanity, into clarity, into a real clarity, a sense of presence. And sometimes when we're shifting the other direction, there can be a little a little awareness there for a little while that kind of says, you know, right before we say that thing or do that thing, kind of says, no. And then it's watching the words coming out. It's watching as that's happening. And then there's this kind of a point of no return where it just goes for it, just goes into that. And that voice, that watching is gone. Appears to be gone. And we're fully fused into the story, into the person, into the character, and we're acting it out. So the example of that anger episode, which is just an example it's one that we really understand. We really understand this, this movement of, of coming from what's mostly unreal to something more real feeling. And if we've meditated before, or maybe even the first time, and certainly if you've been listening to these audios, the guided meditations and the talks, then you know perfectly well this feeling of of coming into oneself. Maybe it's even instant, just closing the eyes, adopting meditation posture, and all of a sudden the concerns and thoughts follow, fall away for a little while. They can come back, but even if they come back, we're still, 
we're still experiencing this shifting from them to, to something more present, more real, more basic. So we don't really need to, to have a thing on the other side of the word unreal or a thing on the other side of the real and just know what that means. We don't need that because we know what the shifting is like. We know this shifting. And it's really this shifting that the, that the words, statements like life is an illusion, come out of the illusion and into the real. Or please, please lead me from the unreal to the real, an ancient prayer. It may seem as though that's something to put off into the future, like someday I might understand those mystical words or something. But there's no reason to put it off. You can know what it's pointing to right now. In fact, right now you do know. You know what those are pointing to. It's this shifting. And we can have a, an open question of, how far can this go? How far can this shifting go? We can have that as an open question that we're interested in exploring. But if we put it off and distance ourselves from it as though it's some kind of mystical ultimate wow that we're, we're never going to understand or, or maybe if we try really hard, meditate a lot and be a good boy and good girl, we'll, we'll understand in the future if we put it off that way, then we're, we're kind of missing the point. Because we can know this shifting, and you do know this shifting. So all there's to do is to just recognize that and value that. And as you recognize this shifting more and more, you'll see that it's a shifting out of suffering and into freedom. And you'll come to love this shifting. Take an interest in this shifting. Notice it every time it's happening. Because we don't have to make it happen. Although we can also call it on to a certain degree as well. But it also just happens spontaneously. We shift out of, out of the story out of the fusion of ourselves with that identities that's constructed in the story, coming out of the dream, this happens by itself. And we can also seek it. And either way, we can come to recognize it, become intimate with it, begin to love it. And then when we hear things, that seem really mystical and distant and unable to understand, it won't phase us. It won't throw us off the scent, throw us off the hunt. Because we're standing in our own truth, our own realness, that we absolutely do know. And the uncertainty and the doubt that those kind of ultimate Statements that seem so mystical and distant, they can give rise to all kind of uncertainty and doubt and also resistance. 
Because uh, then in that state of uncertainty, we're like, hey, real. Real means, you know, my electric bill is real. It's about, that's what real is about. It's about physics and the history of the world and my personal history and, and all those things. So if we want, we can just let real mean those things. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter what what real means. Because we know they're shifting. Let those things be real then. Let real be the word for that. That's fine. Those things are there. They're one of the things that are happening. It doesn't mean that we ignore those things. It just means or what this shift from the unreal to real is trying to point to is, is something that, that you can definitely know. And then you don't need those words, real, unreal. You just know this shift. And you know it more and more. And you trust it more and more. And love it more and more. And then all will be well. So I'm very happy for you that you've, you know, turned your mind in this direction, turned your attention in this direction. Recognize this. And we can meditate a little to, to enhance our, our familiarity with this shift. Deeper still than, than meditation is just the simple recognition. It can happen anytime, anywhere. The recognition and the trust and the love. What great power for you in your life. So I'm, I'm happy that you uh, heard this through till the end. That you turned your attention in this way. And uh, keep your eye on the ball. Keep your eye on this ball. This is a great eye, a great ball to keep your eye on. So, till the next time we uh, we get together to meditate, to to look at these things. Now keep pressing play. Keep your eye on this ball, and I'll see you the next time. Bye bye. Thank you for listening to I Should Be Meditating with Alan Klima. For more help with meditation, to connect with other meditators, and deepen your practice, go to ishouldbemeditating.com.